7 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Probably the most cross-stitched version, excuse me, verse in the book of Jeremiah, and it's a lovely verse. And it's a wildly misunderstood verse if we don't know the context of the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah was the prophet prophet of the exile. And by that, I don't mean he's the only prophet that lived or prophesied during the exile of the nation of Judah, separated for hundreds of years from the northern kingdom of Israel. But he had the most to say specifically about the exile. Jeremiah is actually the longest book in the Old Testament, if by longest we mean number of words. There's plenty of prose in it and Frankly, Jeremiah had to live a relatively terrible life. And yet, his words, literally, and used as a metaphor, echo throughout the New Testament. There's no way to hear the commands against idolatry in the New Testament, which for us are a metaphor, if we're familiar with the book of Jeremiah, without understanding how wildly, wildly destructive and disintegrating to our humanity, idolatry is. We practice idolatry through looking to stuff, particularly lifestyles and forms of security and things like that. In the time of Jeremiah, people were actually worshiping other gods who are not gods. They're, in fact, dead. God speaks very clearly about them in the book of Jeremiah. So when we understand that Jeremiah is both prophet of the exile and writes and prophesies to a people in exile, when we back up, the words are more profound and more sad and also more guiding to us, starting in verse 5, excuse me, in verse 4 of chapter 29. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, build hills, houses, build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. In the New Testament, we're often called exiles. The book of Hebrew The book of Hebrews calls us that. Peter addresses his letters to the elect exiles, both because of the dispersion of the people of God um, from Jerusalem at that time, but also because for all of us who are Christians, we're now citizens of heaven, not of this earth. Jeremiah gives a description of us when we give ourselves to idolatry instead of the worship of the one true God as broken cisterns meant to hold water that flows from the fountain of living water, which is the Lord, and instead we can hold nothing. Jeremiah 17 is often quoted within evangelicalism, that the heart is deceitful above all things. And the problem with that is if it's quoted and not given its um, due, which is the rest of the book. In the rest of the book, preaching to the exiles, God describes through Jeremiah, what he's going to do for these people that can't help but worship idols. He's going to give them a new heart, Jeremiah 31. And so while it is true that left to our own devices, on our own, our very motivations will never be 
healed. By faith in Jesus, we're given a new heart. The disorientation of this book and of these prophecies and of the rampant destruction of idolatry is lost on many of us when we only know parts of the book. But when we take, as best we can, the scope of the book, we understand not only the bad news, which is we are given to idolatry naturally, but the good news, which is that we are rescued from that in Jesus. Rescued into worship of the one true God. Rescued out of our deceitful, natural hearts and given a new heart in chapter 31. With Jeremiah alongside us, we understand the story of Scripture better. We understand the dangers of idolatry better. We understand the heart of God better who gives us a new heart, knowing that we will never keep our end of his covenant. But he will always keep covenant because he is steadfast in his love towards us. Seek the welfare of the city. where I've sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. Christians today have the same opportunity as the followers of God did then because of the new heart, chapter 31, because of the reality of our exile. We seek the welfare of the city, knowing that this place is not our home, but we are empowered and equipped to seek its welfare because that is how good God is to not only save us, but to do good to the cities we find ourselves in.